It's a tricky judgment because it obviously applies only to one member state of the Saudi community. Uh, what it does say is it renders the, the decision of the former president to essentially unilaterally withdraw without uh, at any stage consulting parliament uh, unlawful. What that means is now the new president has to uh, find a way to relate this to, to Sadek. Um, but the actual challenge, when you speak about practicalities, is it's not up to South Africa alone to re-establish the Sadek Tribunal. The Sadek Tribunal has to be and can only be re-established if the other members of Sadek, or at least the majority, so at least eight of the members of Sadek, agree. So, uh, Sadek member states, uh, does uh, the, the South African government, are they now compelled uh, to go and, uh, you know, uh, address this particular outcome of yesterday's court ruling with uh, the other member states. Uh, w- what's supposed to happen from here on in, Otilia? Mm. So ideally, the South African government would do that. So they would take the the, the decision and they would they would then communicate that to Sadiq to say, in, in fact, our vote uh, against the Sadiq tribunal first in 2011 and then again in 2014. Uh, changing its mandate, that has to be reversed. The, the, the challenge, and I'll reiterate this, is even without South Africa's vote, the decision to disband the Sadiq Tribunal and then to reestablish it with the, with the lesser mandate um, was made by the, the whole of the Sadiq uh, community, which means even if South Africa takes away its vote, the majority have still decided to disband the Sadiq Tribunal. And uh, can the other member states actually refuse to uh, cooperate with this particular High Court judgment? And if they were to refuse, where does this leave South Africa? Mm. This is a High Court judgment for South Africa. However, what it can do, which is in the, the, the prayer of a lot of NGOs and civil society organizations in Southern Africa, is it can actually propel other um, civil society organizations and law societies to approach their high courts to get a similar order. Uh, of course, uh, judgments from another country have a persuasive value, but it speaks to, in those countries, for example, Zimbabwe, for example, Zambia, as well as Malawi, where there would need to be, at some stage, uh, a parliamentary process it at least means that in those countries they have some leg to stand on because a, a, a court in a similar jurisdiction has found those decisions to be unlawful. But then you would have to wait for that process. Uh, already for, for some of us, we've been waiting for eight years to get some relief on the Sadiq Tribunal. So the concern obviously is in those other jurisdictions it could take even more. But, and, and perhaps the, 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 the light, I would say, in the tunnel, is you can also approach the SADC, uh, the SADC tribunal itself. Uh, at the moment, only states can do that, which means South Africa ought to approach the SADC tribunal to, 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 to seek a relief that says our earlier decision as South Africa with fellow member states um, was inconsistent with the interest of justice at regional level, so not just the domestic level, 
that actually we went against what the Sadiq Tribunal should do and seek a relief in that way. If they get that, then they can be able to push other countries to go back to the drawing board, renegotiate the Sadiq Tribunal protocol and be able to establish a court that serves Southern African citizens and not do nothing. And perhaps uh, just a reminder to our listeners, uh, why was the tribunal disbanded in 2014? Right. So the tribunal was disbanded uh, even earlier. It was disbanded in 2011 um, because the Sadiq Tribunal had made a ruling against the now former president of Zimbabwe and the government of Zimbabwe in respect of uh, some unlawful um, expropriation of land um, and that related, obviously, to the land reform process that Zimbabwe undertook. What the Sadiq Tribunal said was, while the land reform process itself was legal, in some instances, and these were some of the farmers in question, in some instances, they did break the law and that they ought to compensate the people whose farms they took away without following due process. Obviously, that... Um, decision did not go well with the Zimbabwean government. Um, And so the Zimbabwean government then pushed to have the Sadiq Tribunal disbanded. What is an interesting thing to note, and something that supports the the High Court decision uh, from yesterday in South Africa, is earlier on, the court had also allowed for the property of the Zimbabwean government within South Africa, specifically the, the consulate in Cape Town, to be sold in execution with a view to it being as part of the compensation. This is not the first decision from South Africa that speaks to um, the, the, the acts of the Zimbabwean government in, um, in unlawfully um, uh, not compensating some farmers. Um, and, and that's essentially it. It was the Zimbabwean government in many ways irritated or annoyed by what they referred to as an overreach by the Sadiq Tribunal and an insult to Zimbabwe's sovereignty that pushed fellow Sadiq uh, states, South Africa included, to disband the Sadiq Tribunal in 2011.